Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 4700. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, standing by Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from Central Arkansas, better known as the Capital City. In a moment, we'll be joined by Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com, being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. But first, let's talk with Stuart filling in today for our man Neil Atkinson, who is up in New York City. Good afternoon, Stuart. Hi, Randy. How you doing today? Man, doing great. I'm 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 looking at the daily specials, NBA playoffs, and I scoffed at this last time. Uh, that is Boston being favored over Philadelphia by eight points, and Boston had just been blown out by Philly in the next game. They're favored like eight and a half. I think on Sunday, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Philly just knock off Boston again? They sure did, and they were uh, seven-and-a-half-point dogs on, on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. So I, I like both the dogs tonight. you got Phoenix getting six-and-a-half from Denver also on uh, the late game tonight. I think the dogs are live in both games tonight. Yeah. And then the over-under on the Philly-Boston is 214-and-a-half. The Denver Phoenix game minus boxing gloves is two twenty eight. So uh, you like the dogs? How about the points? I don't know. We've had an awful lot of unders coming in uh, on this. Uh, <laughs> the public's been heavy on the overs, but we've seen quite a few unders, and these numbers have gotten bigger. I mean, the Boston Philly game on Sunday was uh, two oh six and a half, two oh seven, and they they bumped that by about seven points. So. It's a it's a stiffer uh, stiffer number to try to hit, and there are some very interesting uh, specials on the NBA, and uh, too many to list. But I will say the top one is plus twenty two fifty, so well worth taking your time. And then of course there's Major League Baseball. Yeah, we're in full swing now. We're in the like we've played about thirty three games already, most of the teams, and. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of wide open. You don't see uh, Houston or the Dodgers or the Yankees running away with anything this year. So uh, any team that you happen to like is probably alive on any given night. It's going to be fun. All right, that is Bet Saracen, uh, the app, or better yet, you can go to BetSaracen.com. Thank you, Stuart. We'll talk with you tomorrow. Thank you. And now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. <laughs> Not sure what that sound was. Good afternoon, Trey. Just a little beeps. Okay. Some beeps and dings. That's all. Okay. How's beeps. it going? Things. Doing good. And... Uh, good. The uh, recruiting world, the transfer portal, and is disappointed, and I'm sure you and uh, Rick and others talked about this yesterday, but uh, is the transfer portal and kids changing their mind, does that absolutely at times, Trey, just drive you crazy? (laughs) Probably not as much as coaches, (laughs) but uh, yeah, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and um, 
definitely feel a lot better about Marquise Gomes being back on board. Just, you know, I mean, I, I think that they need a, another tight end still, but I just I didn't know that there was a guy out there like the level quality of Marquise Gomes. So that's uh, that's why that was so uh, disappointing, uh, especially, you know, at the time of, you know, right right two days after the transfer portal window closes, you know, so um, but it's good to have him back on board. And, yeah, it's not as frustrating for me as it is for the coaches. Dre, you went position by position, the Arkansas football position group rankings. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, you added special teams. Yeah, I didn't want to didn't want to like rank them with the other position groups just because special teams can be so varied. But uh, you know, basically, just with special teams, they they got to do a better job punting. I mean, you look back if you don't think special teams are important, Marcus Elliott, uh, then you know you have to look at. The games that they lost, they lost four games last year by a field goal or less, you know, and and all of those games you can you can point to uh, issues with punting. Uh, two times they they had punts blocked, uh, you know, they had punts that were boomed 55 yards into the back of the end zone for no reason. You had opportunities to pin your opponent deep and you kicked it 25 yards, you know, to the 30. So there's uh, there's a lot of issues with punting still. Um, you know, I think Max Fletcher. And I'm willing to give him a little bit of grace because he was a freshman last year. He's coming from a whole different country. Uh, but they need him, need him to be better uh, as a punter this year. Uh, I think they're in good shape otherwise. Uh, from there, you know, just kind of a quick overview. Uh, quarterback to me is, is the number one spot. Part of that is due to, you know, obviously you've got Jacoby Criswell in. Um, you've got Malachi Singleton, a promising young guy. And you've got K.J. Jefferson. I don't know that just alone K.J. would make it number one by himself, you know. Uh, but at the same time, most games you only play one quarterback. You know, there is a, obviously the chance that you would need another guy, but you're not going game after game uh, playing more than one quarterback generally. But they do have some depth now, so I've got quarterback one. I've got running back two. Uh, I like Rashad Devinian and A.J. Green. I don't know that they're like – you know, I don't know, like, alone if one of those guys can cover it 20, you know, carry the ball 20 times a game like Rocket Sanders and be as productive as he was. However, um, you know, when called upon here and there, like they were in the Liberty Bowl, both those guys ran for uh, 99 yards, uh, 112 yards, also caught several passes, uh, more instrumental in Arkansas's win in that one. Um, so I've got them number two. Number three, I have defensive end. I just think the additions. Uh, primarily of Trajan Jeffcoat, but also, you know, uh, John Morgan. But really, Trajan Jeffcoat, Wayne and Jackson, those two guys I said before, Randy, I told you I thought that those two guys could be um, maybe the best defensive end combo since 2015 when they had Dietrich Wise and Jeremiah Ledbetter. Uh, but they've also got Zach Williams. they got Jashad Stewart, Nico Davier. As I mentioned, John Morgan, Quincy Rhodes is coming in. And, and most years, three years ago anyway, Quincy Rhodes would be coming in and expected to contribute right away, and obviously things have changed with transfer portal and stuff, so he can, um, you know, he can develop at his own pace. Uh, I've got linebacker four. That's mainly with the transfer portal, bringing in Jaheim Thomas, bringing in Antonio Greer to go with Christopher Paul, and you know, the last few years Arkansas has had some success with three linebacker rotation, but the difference this year is they've also got Jordan Crook, they've got Manny Powell. Uh, two guys who are, you know, pretty much ready to go also. Uh, five is cornerback. We'll see how things go uh, with Quincy McAdoo, how serious his injuries are from the car accident. Um, right now it's unknown, but, um, you know, it's it's tough for his sake and for the team. But as far as the team goes, you know, Arkansas has done some really good things in the transfer portal, obviously, bringing in Jaheim Sanders, bringing in Snacks Johnson, uh, to go with McAdoo, to go with Dwight McLaughlin, and also bringing in a four-star, the top prospect in the in the recruiting class is Jalen Braxton. So, and you you know you have a chance to get Ladarius Bishop back also. So, um, and really, you know, when you go over those first five groups that I just mentioned, you could make an argument to me for for any of them um, because to me they're all they've all got quality starters and they've all got quality depth. The next group of teams that I'm about to mention. To me, they're a little bit more 
maybe there's not quite the right numbers. You know, maybe the the talent is good, but not the quite right you know numbers, or maybe that there's a little bit more of an unknown with the players, like wide receiver. You know, we know Andrew Armstrong, Tyrone Broden, Isaiah, um, uh, excuse me, Isaac, uh, Isaac Tesla. You know, those guys were very productive at their former places, but you know, Isaac Tesla has not stepped into Death Valley, the Swamp, or Bryant-Denny Stadium, which he'll do this year. Um, Andrew Armstrong has it. Tyrone Broden did, but it was Neyland Stadium, 45-17. The Rose Bowl, 45-14. Uh, Davis Wade Stadium, you know, uh, or excuse me, that was 45-14. Rose Bowl was 45-17. So it's not like they've, you know, gone in and, and conquered a whole lot uh, when they have had those opportunities. I think Isaiah Satania steps up. The thing about it is they've got seven wide receivers on scholarship. And to me, you need like ten. You know, ten is the ideal number. Uh, but the seven that they have, every single one of them are legitimately pushing for starting spots. I think Isaac Tesla starts. I think that Isaiah Satania will probably start over Bryce Stevens, but Bryce Stevens is going to play a lot uh, and could start, but I think I'd give the nod to Isaiah right now. Uh, and then after that, you've got Jaden Wilson, Andrew Armstrong, Sam Bakke, Tyrone Broden, um, really all of those guys battling for that other spot, you know, maybe pretty evenly. So. Uh, after that, seven, I've got offensive line. I think the offensive line is in pretty good shape. There's just some concern with some new guys, just like there always is going to be. Uh, I'd like to see them have another couple of, you know, a couple more players just to shore up the depth. Um, you know, they lost Muskrat to Auburn. They didn't get him in. Muskrat was a guy that, you know, we talked about him. I was thinking, you know, maybe this guy could come in and be a backup center or something. You know, somebody to come in and help the overall depth of the offensive line. I, I didn't see anybody out there that I thought was just going to come in and, and take a starting spot from somebody, you know, that's available in the portal right now. So, But they do need to boost the numbers a little bit, and they are, um, you know, young at the tackle spots and experience. So that's why I've got them at seven. Uh, eight is tied in uh, just because I know they want to run two tight end sets more. I think they need one more tight end. They're very young. But I also think, guys, like how does this team look with, uh, you know, Luke has, Varquise Gums on the field with, and I think I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but, um, you know, those two guys at tight end, and then you got two, you know, six, four-plus wide receivers. you got Rocket Sanders, who used to be a wide receiver, and you got K.J. Jefferson, who can take off at any moment. Uh, that, to me, could be pretty scary. But overall, you know, young group at tight end uh, and probably need one more. So that's why they, I have them at eight. Number nine, I have defensive tackle just because, I mean, Torian Carter was lost all last season with an ACL. Eric Gregory was injured against Missouri, wasn't fully healthy when the spring started. Cam Ball injured his foot mid th- midway through the spring drills, uh, missed most of the practices, a little over half the practices, I should say. And then Marcus Miller has been too injured to play more often in his career going back to high school. Uh, than he has been healthy. And those right now are your top four returning defensive tackles. So uh, they've all you know, got an injury history. And I just know that defensive tackles rotate more than any other starter uh, you know, on either side of the ball. And so you need to make sure you, you get those guys you know, rotated pretty freely. And if you have an injury, you need to make sure you have somebody else who can go in. They're close at defensive tackle. they got Tank Booker. want to see them get one more. And then so, but those are all, you know, you can make an argument to me, number six through ten, to interchange those. I think you can make an argument on all those. Uh, maybe I should have done it in tiers instead of ranking them because I think you can make that argument. But the tenth spot, I think, kind of stands alone uh, at ten because this is the only spot to me that I feel like they don't need just somebody to come in and shore up the depth, make the practices go a little bit more you know, smooth or um, you know, just make sure that you're, you've got a little more insurance if there's an injury or something. I think that they need somebody to come in and not just push for a starting spot, but come in and take one. Like, this guy's going to start you know, if, they, if they land him. Um, that's where I think they need to be at safety. You know, I think Hudson Clark is one starter. And then after that, you know, I think you know, Al Walcott – it's probably going to be a good nickel. It wasn't great that he was injured all spring, but you know he's got a pretty solid track record from his time at Baylor. Jalen Lewis is pretty much an unknown for him, though, as, as the guy behind him. Um, you know, and maybe you t- you talk about moving Lorando Johnson, or uh, you know, but if what you know, what if Quincy McAdoo's not 100 percent healthy? Then then cornerback gets weaker. You can move Hudson Clark to to you know 
to nickel some, but that doesn't make any sense because then you're really thin at safety. So I um, think they need to get in a guy who can come in and start for them uh, at safety and, and probably one more. So that's why I've got that group 10. So uh, just to kind of recap, one through five, quarterback, running back, defensive end, linebacker, cornerback. I think those five are all pretty strong right now. And I think maybe you can even make a, cha- a case for all of them to be number one. And then six wide receiver, seven offensive line, eight tight end, nine defensive tackle. I think those are probably potentially interchangeable. I think they are not quite as solid from a depth standpoint as the first five positions and then stand alone as the safety nickel at 10. Dre is a bad luck kid. This is left defensive tackle. Marcus Miller, you mentioned him in your comments. It said, uh, to top it off, senior Marcus Miller has been too injured to play more often in his career than he has been healthy enough to play. Do you think Marcus is going to be able to make it through this upcoming season? Do you think you know he can provide that depth? And I was I was impressed with the young man. Uh, he's not on the your your depth chart, but I thought John Hill uh, had a very productive red white game. Uh, I realized these were all touch situations when it got to the to the quarterback, but Marcus Miller, what about, can he stay healthy enough to be a contributor uh, for this team this fall? Well, I think that's a great question. I mean, obviously you'd like him to, to stay as healthy as possible, but I mean, when I look at their defense, I mean, I see Cam Ball, Eric Gregory, Torian Carter, um, then I think, you know, probably Tank, um, uh, Booker is probably – I think that's probably your your top four when Tank Booker gets here. I think Marcus is probably going to be the fifth guy uh, out of that group, depending on, on who else they get. Uh, John Hill, I just don't know that John Hill is big enough to play interior defensive line. Uh, he just needs he needs to add some more weight. Six uh, five. He's listed at two fifty on the on the roster, I believe. So needs to needs to get bigger. But you know that was the thing this spring. You know you had at times, um, you know Torian Carter. They were bringing him along slowly. Eric Gregory bringing him along slowly. Cam Ball. Then he gets injured, and your second team defensive line. Uh, you know, is Marcus Miller and a lot of times a walk-on, you know. So that just gives you a glimpse of what can happen. You have a couple injuries on defensive. You can't have injuries. You cannot have a shortage of defensive tackles in this conference. You cannot have teams just be able to run up the gut on you whenever they want. So you need to make sure that you've got a surplus there. And I think one more would put that group in, in pretty good shape. So... But to me, the, the top four guys are going to be uh, Eric Gre- some combina- combination of Eric Gregory, Campbell, Torian Carter, and Anthony Booker. What do you project on J.J. Hollinsworth? He needs to get bigger also. I don't think he's quite there. Either. Okay. Yeah. He's about 270, something like that. Um, just he needs more weight. Gotcha. Uh, you didn't mention John Morgan third. What? Where do you see... You've got him at left defensive end. I've got your football depth chart you put out the other day, so I'm mm-hmm. just reading from it. Where does John Morgan the third fit in? I think probably. Well, I think probably fifth right now. If I were ranking them in order, mm-hmm. uh, I would go with Trajan Jeffcoat and Landon Jackson with the first group. Zach Williams, Deshaun Stewart behind uh, behind them, and then I would probably say. Um, Nico Davier and uh, and John Morgan probably third group just based on what I saw in the spring uh, when you look at the offensive line you mentioned that a few moments ago uh, you talked about it in depth um, is it a player like Tommy Varhall was he not brought in really for what you're kind of talking about with Muskrat and that was he was supposed to be for depth. Yeah, I think they've got some quality walk-ons, and you know that's that's definitely notable, Randy. I mean, you don't have many six-eight, three hundred and twenty-five pound walk-ons. You no, know? you don't. Um, so, but he's he's a big big kid. I mean, and Brooks Edmondson, and 
uh, Josh Street. You know, those are all really, really good quality walk-ons. And that's why I don't know that it's just like got to have, got to get, mm-hmm. you know, another offensive lineman or two. Um, you would like to just to boost depth, but, you know, I don't, I just don't know that there's somebody out there that they're in on, including Muskrat, who was going to come in and, and take a starting job from somebody who's projected to start right now. Trey, you mentioned, and, and the portal is, it's done with uh, in terms of putting your name into the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, what does the picture like look like overall? Because Arkansas still needs to add, what, seven more players from the portal? Yeah. Six now with Six? Uh, Barkey's going Okay, back. okay, that's right. Yeah, I still think two safeties. They're good at linebacker now. They could probably get away with not bringing in another interior defensive tackle, but I would like to see them get one more. Uh, I think Love out of uh, out of Louisiana Tech is probably the favorite there. Uh, and then, you know, they, they could probably use at least one more wide receiver. They've offered several of them. There's some quality players, uh, at, you know, at wide receiver, including um, – you know, Montana Lamonius Craig, which is a great name. I love it. Montana, yeah. Montana Lamonius Craig. Um, but, uh, you know, so what did I say? Two safeties, mm-hmm. uh, a defensive tackle, um, a wide receiver, another tight end, and an offensive lineman, I think, would probably square them away. So, what, if I'm hearing you, maybe outside of the wide receiver, there's really not an impact player uh, that's out there. That really, what you're looking for now is depth. Is that is that a yeah fair well, assessment? I think the Louisiana Tech defensive tackle, you know, probably a good player. Um, but outside of wide receiver, yeah, I don't know. And and safety, you know, the Jay guy, uh, Jay from uh, Florida State, and there's some other guys that are transferring up. I don't know a whole lot about, but they have a lot of options. They've been offered by a lot of schools. So, you know, I think there's some safeties and wide receivers out there. All right, Drake. With the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big O Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Guys, there are a lot of people out there talking about testosterone, but I want you to do your homework, man. I want you to make sure that you choose a provider that you can trust. The provider that I trust, the provider that I recommend is Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. I've been a client for five plus years now. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone, and they determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether you're a candidate for low T or something else like low thyroid or even sleep apnea. Typically, their annual health assessment is completely covered by health insurance and I'm telling you folks they check everything including PSA which is your prostate levels and they check thyroid, liver and kidney function, cholesterol glucose levels and much more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment including monitored self-inject treatment that ships directly to you each month so no need to come to the center each week. Make your health a priority this new year and schedule your annual health assessment at Low T Center today it's covered by most health insurance or less than $100 cash pay. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com Low T Center, reinventing men's health Datamax is celebrating 40 years of serving Arkansas businesses. Datamax wants to say thank you to Arkansas and all the raving fans that they have created over the past four decades. Make plans to help celebrate with Datamax this Thursday from 10 to 3 during their open house. Enjoy great food, technology demonstrations, and win some fabulous prizes. Justin Acre and Wes Moore with The Zone will be broadcasting live. Stop by and say hello to Miss Arkansas. Datamax, 7400 Canis Road in Little Rock. Relevant technology, raving results. Online at datamaxarkansas.com. Join us for the 19th annual Double B's Buzzbecue, May 13th. Cook teams from all over will compete for the coveted Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas Grand Champion Trophy. Get your tickets at buzzbq.com. Special thanks to Supreme Fixture Company. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff or Sam Eklund in Star City today. Bird Kreischer presents Tops Off World Tour. I look at my dad, I go, hey dad, maybe we should sit down. I don't think your owl's out tonight. 30 seconds later. Woo! Right on top of it, we hear, woo! 
My oldest daughter goes, Dad, look across the lake at the old man on his dock. There's another drunk, blind, old white man just... Kreischer, live on stage, Saturday, November 18th, Simmons Bank Arena. Get tickets at the Arena Box Office or at Ticketmaster.com. If you want to deal with people who are straightforward when it comes to painting, Serta Pro Painters is the only answer for you. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated and backed by local people who will give you the straight story when you're scheduling your appointment. It's that time of year now as well with spring rolling around to update the outside of your home. Serta Pro is the place to go if you want exterior painting done. Improve that curb appeal, and if you're thinking about selling, get Certipro on the case before and raise that property value. Get Certipro on the case at Certipro.com. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Well, this warm weather is only feeding the weeds, the grass in your yard. Man, if you don't have the right tools, if you don't have the right mower, it can be a big-time job. That's why I want you to go see Mickey at Henner's Foothills in Searcy because they have the right stuff. And, by the way, they have a full line of factory-trained technician to service everything that they sell. So if a zero-turn mower, as an example, does not meet your needs, you can choose from a full line of Kubota tractors. That includes the industry's famous BX subcompact tractor. So whether you need a, I call them a weed eater, or a screen trimmer, hedge clippers, chainsaw, or maybe you need a leaf blower, they have got a full line of the steel handheld equipment ready to rock and roll. They're going to show you how to use it. Now, they're not going to go do it for you, but they're going to show you how to use it and make sure it stays in tip-top condition. And if it needs servicing, they do it right there in the factory settings of the Hennard Foothills uh, Service Department. That is Hennard's Foothills Equipment, 1920 South Main Street in Searcy, your hometown Kubota dealer. No matter where you live, call 501-268-1987. Now joined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Man, Kevin, do you feel like the Maytag... You know, uh, service repairman that uh, you got nothing to do. What's what's going on? I guess he had nothing to say. Josh, are you there? Yeah, there he is. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> Randy said you're well, not doing it's, anything. It's very faint. I heard your voice faintly. Yeah. I, oh, well, we, is it my cue? Am I on? What did you? Yeah, ask? you're on. <laughs> what about you, the Maytag repairman? What's going on? What do we have in common that, that we're just sitting around waiting? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Uh, you know, we're still in wait and see mode. You know, I, uh, Arkansas's got two openings. Those two scholarship openings happened when Barry Dunning, followed by uh, Darian Ford, went in the portal. So, though, you know, there's intention there. In other words, Arkansas's not looking to replace those spots those spots are open for a reason and uh you know it's just a matter of time before the you know at least two shoes fall and there may be a third in which case there would be more movement somewhere um but i've you know i've been saying for over a week now 
really got two weeks that, you know, two things are going to happen in terms of additions. Uh, it could be as many as three. And when I talk about additions, I'm also talking about players who are currently in the NBA draft pool who have left the door open for a return, and that's Jordan Walls and Devo Davis. They would be additions because right now, because they're in the NBA draft pool, stuff I've been saying all along is that the staff is, has to recruit and take commitments if they can get them from players as though those guys aren't coming back. And formally, they have to withdraw from the draft to be eligible to be college athletes again. So, uh, you know, Arkansas did that with those five. You know, we talked about, you know, com- you know, resembling the Maytag repairman. But for two weeks stretch there, April 3rd through the 17th, it seemed like every other day something was happening. And that's when Arkansas picked up those five commits out of the portal. Of course, they signed two in the early period. That's seven newcomers. Two spots open, and so in my opinion, two additions on the way, possibly three, and that's going to be from a pool of the potential returnees from the draft, Walter Davis and or Davis, you know, another name or two out of the portal that, that Arkansas is looking at, potentially, and then Ron Holland, who's neither portal nor NBA draft pool. Uh, he's waiting on a, a letter of intent to be released. Uh, and I think Arkansas's in great shape there. So, um, you know, those are some of the names we've been kicking around. We've been talking about Grant Nelson, who's also not only in the portal out of North Dakota State, the 6'11'4", who's very versatile, uh, but he's also in the NBA draft pool. Um, you know, I've been put, I've put out for days now that Arkansas will have four players in the draft combine, which starts in a week. Uh, well, actually less than that. It starts on the 14th. Uh, excuse me, the 15th, and runs to the 21st. And those four are Walsh, Nick Smith Jr., Anthony Black, and Ricky Council, the four. Grant Nelson is also has also been invited to the draft combine. So he's a guy that's going to be pretty busy uh, coming up with, you know, potential NBA, poss- you know, uh, not only options with the combine, but I'm sure the, all of those guys uh, will be doing individual workouts for teams and so we'll see if he ends up at the end of all this deciding to play in, at the college level. If he does, I think Arkansas would have a great shot at him as well. <laughs> I think I've grasped all that. That really, to me, everything is hinging right now upon what Jordan Walsh and Devo Davis do. Is that is that fair? That everything is kind of weighing on them because... Correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin. If if Devo and uh, Jordan Walsh decide to come back, does that not put Arkansas right the uh, max of 13 scholarship players? It, it would, but they're not waiting on those guys. They didn't. They weren't waiting on them when they signed. When they got five commitments, they part of those five commitments were their replacements for their, you know assuming they weren't coming back. They'll take them back, but they're not waiting on them. So recruiting goes on. I mentioned Ron Holland's waiting on an in, on a letter of intent release. Well, that's part of why things could be on hold, right? If Arkansas's in great shape with him, which I think they are, um, you know, that's that's that that is part of potentially part of a delay. I mentioned Grant Nelson's also in the draft pool and has been invited to the combine. Uh, which means if you're after a guy like that, you could be waiting for a while because he also has until May 31st to withdraw if he wants to maintain his college eligibility. Having said that, um, I don't. I think if both Walsh and Davis wanted to come back, they're going to accommodate that. So I think the most likely scenario is Arkansas ends up with two more additions, and by additions, I'm including Walsh and or Devo. And, you know, it could be as many as three. Um, which would then mean that someone else who's either we think is returning from last year's team and or someone who is committed in the portal hall that Arkansas got from early to mid-April might not be coming. So... There's nothing specific there on any of that. I don't want anybody reading anything into that specifically other than 
It's about additions Arkansas wants to bring in. And if that creates any kind of a numbers problem, then that will be dealt with. And it always works out. It always works out. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. All right, we have got uh, Navy Mike, who has a question or comment for Hoop Scoop. Mike, what's your question or comment? Hello, Randy and, and Rick and uh, Hoop Scoop. Um, yeah, I, I do have a, a comment for Hoop Scoop. Um, as far as, the, you know, Ron, Ron Holland, he's one of the top talents out there in high school. <clears throat> and you would have to be crazy to not want him to be a part of your program, whether it's Arkansas or anybody else, anywhere else. But my, my comment for you, uh, Hoop Scoop, is, you know, we, we've got a pretty good sample size about how Eric Musselman does business. And even if Ron Holland came to Arkansas, what, what would he really do with him? Because, and, and when I say that, what, what, what I mean when I, I say that is, is, is this, um, you know, he, you know, he, I don't think he really likes high school players. Um, he likes guys ready made, um, transfers and, you know, you know, because like, you know, like I said, the, the past few years have shown us that he brings guys in in the transfer portal because he, he's an NBA guy and he likes free aging and in the college game, the transfer portal is free agency for college players. And I, I just want to get you your comments on that, whatnot, and uh, you guys have it in. Thank you, yes. Mike. I guess Mike wasn't watching when Anthony Black played all season, mm. and uh, Nick Smith Jr. would have played all season, and Jordan hey guys, I, started I, I, almost I got, I'll, all season. I'll, let me jump ahead of you there. Moses Moody was a day-one starter. I, I, wanted to, I was going to go back to Moses Moody. I was just talking about this year, so I don't know what team Mike watches when he watches Razorback basketball. Well, so let, let's go through the names. Moses Moody, day one starter, first team All-SEC. My understanding was he was a vote or two away from being the SEC player of the year. He was SEC freshman of the year. He was newcomer of the year. Um, you know, so you, you had him as an example. Devo Davis and Jalen Williams. You know, I actually took to Twitter to criticize after Arkansas got off of that poor start. When I say poor start, not the two and four, the loss at home to to, to Missouri in the in the home opener in the SEC after they just won on the road against a not very good Auburn team to open up league play. I was critical about those guys not being part of rotation. Uh, it took a few games before they were, but once once Musman did, they factored in heavily as true freshmen into Arkansas' success down the end of that run. So we could throw their names in as well as guys that, yeah, it took him a little longer with those two, but Nick Smith Jr. was a day-one starter. Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh was in the top-six rotation. Um, I, I don't think there's any problem with Musselman using Ron Holland. I believe he would be a day-one starter, guys. This is the number one player at the high school level. Um, not just a, I mean, a five-star says a lot. He probably says all you need to know. But he's the number one player, so I don't think that'd be an issue. I think Mike's talking about some of the four stars that don't play very much, but uh, when you're talking about the five stars that come in, they certainly have played, and a few of the four stars have too. Rick, I heard you. I, I missed it. Yeah, I, th I think what he's he's probably thinking about the three four-star players from last year that didn't play very much. They're out of high school, but the five stars pretty well do play, and occasionally some of the four stars do too. That's right, and but. He specifically mentioned what's he going to do with Ron Holland. Yeah. And that, you know, so he's going to using play. that example, uh, he's going to be a day one starter if Arkansas gets it. I think you figure it out regardless. Yes. Hang on, Kevin. All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Again, that's Kevin McPherson, Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Drive Time Sports will continue. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Plus has been serving Central Arkansas for over 70 years. All the times you buy the lumber package, power equipment, tools, doors from their door shop, grills, gutters, insulation, you name it. 
This family-owned company appreciates it. They know you have options and are thankful you continue to choose Whit Davis as your preferred lumberyard and hardware store. So thank you, Whit Davis customers, for 70 years and looking forward to 70 more. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Make this Mother's Day, Sunday, May 14th, one to remember with something beautiful from Tipton and Hearst. From floral arrangements to gift baskets to blooming plants and so much more. As Arkansas's premier florist for over a century, you can count on Tipton and Hearst to help show your mother how truly special she is. Shop Little Rock, North Little Rock, Conway, or Pine Bluff. Ready to deliver around the corner or around the world. Call 501-666-3333 or visit TiptonHurst.com today. Tipton and Hearst, guaranteed satisfaction since 1886. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well today I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or a pre-owned vehicle. You know, shopping for an automobile makes most people uncomfortable. It can be a stressful experience, but we want to take away the stress and give you a pleasant buying experience with confidence in what you hear and you see. Folks, our business depends on you returning to us over and over again. Over the years, we've been here in Sherwood for over 25 years, and many of you have bought five, six, or seven vehicles from us. Most of our sales staff has been here a long time. As you know, all of our pre-owned vehicles have the prices right on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see, and our new cars have Frank Fletcher's green tag showing all of our specials. So folks, please come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood, or you can shop us online at FletcherDeals.com and give us a chance to Don't miss the Memorial Day sale at Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor for a limited time only. Enjoy up to 50% off store-wide. Plus, with extended hours, it's the perfect time to shop. They're more than a recliner store. Kick off summer with something new in every room of your home. Living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, and accessories galore. With special financing offers to make your dream home a reality. Don't miss out. Visit Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor in Shackleford Galleries of Little Rock now and save big. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Kevin, I don't know if the basketball transfer portal is similar to what we're seeing with the football transfer portal. But it looks like, if you just look at what is still, that's kind of what you'd say out there, is Grant Nelson, and you mentioned him a few moments ago, is that really the one last jewel that's out there among the available players who are in the transfer portal? I don't know if I would say he's the last jewel. Um, but he's, he, I, I will say he's not the only player uh, that Arkansas still could, could bring in, uh, get, get a commitment from. There's other, there's, there's, there's other stuff working. And so, um, you know, it just becomes, uh, does Arkansas wait for somebody like him? If you get a Ron Holland, does that change the, the calculations for Nelson? looking at Arkansas's front line and thinking about maybe minutes. I mean, he's a similar player in some ways to Trevor in Brazil. Uh, you know, Ron Holland's going to, if, if you got him, would play that 3-4 combo, which takes some of the front court minutes. Uh, depends on how, how the lineup would be used. So 
there are things that can impact him. But Arkansas has got its eyes on, on other players. Um, and, you know, I can't go into the names, but I can tell you um, it, it's not just Grant Nelson and, and Arkansas. Arkansas has what it considers multiple plan A uh, finishes here. So it's not just the names I went through in the first segment I've been talking about lately. There's names I haven't brought up and asked not to, but there's other ways that this can land and Arkansas feels great about. Going back to the, pardon me, the five transfer commitments, Minifield, Mark, Battle, Davenport, Ellis, three of those are testing the NBA draft waters. Do you see any combination of those three either not coming back or possibly they be the ones that could possibly be bumped off the list if all of a sudden Devo Davis combine that with uh, Jordan Walsh and then let's just throw in Ron Holland. Uh, do you see that combination being a possibility of players that you got to say would move on? Yeah. It just depends on, on how all that falls and who that impacts. Of the five guys that they got commitments from, I always felt like looking at that five, the three who I thought had the best shots because of what they bring to the floor, because of their, their experience to, to be in that top six or seven rotation were Trayman Mark, L. Ellis, and Khalif Battle. And so, you know, my understanding is now those guys are solid. Um, uh, and, and I have no reason to believe specifically that the other two aren't solid. But things can change, especially if, you know, guys decide, you know, one or two of the ones in the draft now decide to come back. Uh, you know, we've just gone through the names. And I mentioned before that if it exceeds two players that you add by some combination and it goes to three, then you have a numbers problem. And so it would have to shake out either from someone who we think is returning from last year, potentially, or obviously then, or someone who's on that list of players. Um, but, but I'm not, I don't have a specific player in mind. Um, um, you know, that I can talk about on that other than to say simple math tells you that would be the reality at that point. But, yep. but let's say, let's say it a different way. Let's say that someone who thinks they're playing the same position that, of a guy that Arkansas brings in later or, or in one of these additions I'm talking about, and there's a numbers issue, uh, even before it gets to a numbers issue, even before it gets to that point, if someone sees someone's either returning or they're coming out of the portal or whatever, and they think, oh, now I'm competing with that too, I guess we could see someone decide, decide not to you know, honor the, the commitment. So you, you just never know how how the how each domino is going to fall and win. I think chronology of it also matters, not just who, but when. Switching gears for just a moment back to the uh, high school. Uh, where does Arkansas stand on Dallas Thomas from Parkview? Yeah, well, our, he listed Arkansas among his top five schools. Uh, you know, he's been on campus a couple of times for unofficial visits. And, uh, you know, Arkansas has, you know, they put that offer out. I think, really, I think it's going on a couple of years now. I think it's been over a year. Um, you know, so, I mean, he's in the top five. And, um, you know, I, I don't know when he's going to make it a, a, actually make a decision or take more visits. Uh, I've talked to his dad. I've talked to him. I, he's going to take more visits. There just hasn't been specificity on dates or anything like that. So, you know, if anytime Arkansas makes the top five for any player, uh, they're in great shape. And then it's a matter of how, how much is Arkansas pursuing that recruit. And, uh, you know, usually with the in-state guys, Musman's had, had success, a very high rate of success. And so if Arkansas truly wants to pursue him, and the fact that Arkansas is in his top five, we know the interest is there for, for Dallas Thomas, then I would like Arkansas's chances. But we need to see what happens moving forward with visits um, and then see if he narrows his list again. Has he set up a timeline? you know? No. No timeline. No timeline. 
Who else in state might Arkansas be pursuing for the class of 2024? Yeah, well, Arkansas has offered uh, Kayoner Boateng. That's right. He's a five-star. That's right. Uh, Rivals yeah. has him ranked 16th uh, player in the in the in the country in that class. ESPN has him at number 33, a four-star. Uh, he's at Little Rock Central, six-five, six-six wing, um, and plays for the 17U Arkansas Hawks on the Adidas circuit. Uh, uh, Friday before last at the session two down in Bryan, Texas, where I was at, Eric Mussman, Gus Arsenal, and Anthony Ruder were courtside. They came to check out Honor and the Hawks, uh, but they saw a lot of players that weekend, and not just at Adidas, but uh, out in Phoenix for the Nike YBL uh, circuit session two. So, there's, you know, when you talk about in-state, it's really those were the only two players that had gotten offers that had received offers from Arkansas at any point from that class of 2024. Dallas Thomas is a top 75 player. Um, and, and, you know, he's both of them are excellent players. Dallas is 6'8", a long, slender wing with skill. Uh, Boateng, I mentioned 6'5", maybe pushing 6'6", very athletic. Um, very impressive physically, his athleticism, but he's really added skill also to his game in the last year. So, you know, those are the two players, if you're talking in-state class of 2024 that Arkansas... Uh, has not only gone and seen, whether it's at their high schools or on the circuit, on the shoe circuit uh, events, but they've also extended offers to them. Uh, let's see. Drew says from our Asher Record Service Company live and feedback, Navy Mike is talking crazy. I wasn't aware recreational marijuana had been legalized in Arkansas. <laughs> Okay. I don't think he's in the state of Arkansas when he's talking to us to begin you, with. You know what's interesting, guys? You what's know, that? Mossman had a McDonald's All-American who was a five-star in Nevada, and he didn't play. <laughs> he didn't yeah. play much at all. Yeah. That was before right. he came to Arkansas. Remember that. Yeah. So there is an outlier. I would call it an outlier based on the recent history since he's been at Arkansas, but there is an example. Well, here's what we know, and you've said this a hundred times, and and sometimes we've said it's great, and sometimes it's awful. There's going to be 13 guys on scholarship. Seven or eight of them are going to play, and if it's the seven, whoever the seven, eight are, are the ones he thinks he can win with. If a five star is not among those eight, he's not going to play. If a former three star who transferred from somewhere else is in there, he's going to play. That's just. Am I wrong? That's just how it is, isn't it? It, it is, but, but the five-star guys, have been, <laughs> they've been worthy of playing. They've been among his best players in off, right. players and options each year that he's For had. For the most part, sure. Speaking of, real quick, Moses Moody, very impressive last night, I thought, for Golden State. Yes. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you later on this week. That is Kevin McPherson, been on his hoop scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. This is the pigskin preacher bringing you the word. Mark Twain says, heaven goes by favor. If it went by merit, you would stay out and your dog would go in. He may be right. Dogs are such a blessing in the unconditional love they give us. You can do something wonderful by giving one a loving, safe home. Right now, there is a sweet